0: And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. A rock feels no pain And an island never cries Well, I wonder how many fans of Simon and Garfunkel there are out there. You can own up in the chat if you'd like to. Um, I was reminded of that song, which is called I Am A Rock, we've just heard a snippet of it, in the week, because although it was written decades ago, it feels strangely poignant. To what's going on right now. The lyrics of that song go like this, hiding in my room, safe within my womb, I touch no one and no one touches me. I am a rock, I am an island and a rock feels no pain and an island never cries. The thing is, I do feel pain and I do cry. The truth is I'm not a rock. I'm not an island. In fact, that very sentiment cuts against the grain of all that it means to be human. That's why solitary confinement is one of the worst punishments we can think of for someone who's in prison. It's not good for humans to be alone. The Bible tells us that right at the very beginning, right at the beginning of the book of Genesis, And actually, recent research in social sciences tells us the same thing. Professor Brené Brown spent years uh, identifying the common characteristics of people who live with wholeheartedness, live from a place of well-being. And the three characteristics were courage, compassion, and connection. By courage, she meant the ability to be real about both our strengths and our weaknesses, to be vulnerable, to take off the mask, When we have the courage to do that, it creates compassion because we see each other as we really are. And that leads to connection. And we're neurobiologically wired for connection. So the Bible tells us that, and research confirms what the Bible has always said. But here we are in the middle of a pandemic. And it's hard right now. It's been a really hard week to be in healthcare at the moment in Birmingham. And our hospitals are having to cancel some standard operations because, actually, it's really hard right now. And it's hard for many people in many different sectors, education, business, just to name some. Following guidelines for the sake of the vulnerable is vital, but it's hard. So connection is imperative. Connection is really hard. How do we navigate this time? Well, we're in a series called Recalibrate, and this morning we're going to focus in a little bit on connection. But first, I want us just to to ground ourselves in the passage that was read out just a moment ago from the book of Acts, Acts chapter 2. The context is, it's the birth of the church. Jesus has been crucified. Jesus has risen from the dead. He has appeared to the faithful women and then to the disciples and then to hundreds of others. He's ascended to heaven. And meanwhile, God-fearing Jews from every nation under the sun, under heaven, have gathered in Jerusalem. It tells us that in Acts chapter 2 and verse 5. They've arrived for Pentecost, a very important festival. And the Holy Spirit has been poured out upon the followers of Jesus. And suddenly, miraculously, they find they're able to speak the languages of all the nations under heaven. Why? In order that people of every type and every tongue will hear about Jesus, who is Lord and Savior for all peoples, the church, is, the, the church is born and it's multicultural and it's explosively alive right from the start. And here at the birth of the church, in the passage that we just read out, I set out some four of the marks of the people of God. And we're going to zoom in on connection. So what are the four marks of the church? Well, the apostles' teaching, breaking of bread, prayer and fellowship. Four elements which all reinforce the same truth, that the people of God are united to Christ and united to one another for the sake of the world. So first, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. That's what we now call the New Testament, the message about Christ. Christ who makes sense of all the scriptures that came before so that the old and the new go hand in hand to speak to us about Jesus. And as the scripture speaks to us about Jesus, it produces faith within us which unites us to him. They devoted themselves to the breaking of bread, communion or the Lord's Supper. It's always been central because it speaks to the centrality of Christ's crucifixion and resurrection. And as we take of the bread and the juice, we express our union with him and with one another. They devoted themselves to the prayers because following Jesus has always meant being a heaven and earth people, a people who pray that the kingdom of heaven would come here on earth and get busy being caught up in what God is doing. And they devoted themselves to the fellowship because the church is a people connected, not just a group of individuals going about their own way, but a family, a people, a body, connected, united in Christ. So the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, prayers and fellowship. And this morning we're going to concentrate on fellowship, connection. I want us to ask, what does connection look like in the church? And how does that work out right now? And we can see from the passage that there are six different elements to what connection looks like in the church. The first is this, connection looks like regularly meeting. We read that all the believers were together. From its birth, being the church meant regularly being together. We need each other. It's next to impossible to follow Jesus on your own. Actually, the Bible does not describe islands, human beings as islands. Actually, it describes people who are completely dependent upon God and completely in need of one another. One body, many parts. And so the believers met regularly right from the get-go. And those meetings took different forms. There were the big, the small, and then the smaller. First of all, there were the big, the big gatherings. They, They met in the temple courts, we heard. For us, our equivalent would be our Sunday gatherings our Sunday gatherings where we get to worship together and hear the Bible taught and share stories of what's happening within the community and and pray. And in normal times, we'll all be in the same room and we'll feed off each other's energy and hear each other's voices. And we can't do that right now, but we still can connect in that bigger way by this online platform. And I know it's not the same. It's not the same but it's so important. This morning I've been so, I needed to hear that prayer that David prayed in the worship. I needed to be caught up into the presence of God as the band played for us. You know, for us as a Blaber family, normally getting to church on a Sunday morning involves a lot of chaos, but a little bit of routine because otherwise we'd never get out of the house and arrive on time. But what we realized is that with the online platform, all that routine just went out the window and you could just find yourself at 10.30 and remember, oh, we need to log on and you're you're logged on, you're on the screen, but didn't really feel like you'd prepared to get there. So what we found is that we needed to introduce a bit more intentionality, a bit of routine to help us to be ready for that moment of big connection. So for that, what that means for us is that on a Sunday morning we go out for a walk or a run and then we make sure we come back and everyone's fed and watered and then OKC is ready and then we're ready for the big setting for the adult meeting. Maybe that's something that you can be thinking about. How can we intentionally get ourselves ready? And you know, sometimes I'm in front of the screen and the music starts and I can't even bring myself to sing because it just feels like it's not the same as being in the room as everyone. But when that happens, even as I listen to the music, I know that there are voices singing these same words all across the city, my family, and actually, it's like they're singing on my behalf, even as I'm logged in. And the most I can do is just log in. Because we're together. It's so important. For, for some of us, actually, our family life is such that we, Sunday mornings don't work. It just doesn't work. It doesn't work for kids, and that's okay. But I've heard stories of people who log in to watch on demand, but they watch on the same time as other families, so there's still a sense of connection. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. The big setting is important. But also, there's the small connection points. In people's homes, we read about in that section of Acts, where they got together and they were together in each other's homes to share life, to dig deeper into the scriptures, to encourage one another, to know one another, to express doubts and fears and uncertainties. For us in Oasis Church, that looks like our small groups and our thirst gatherings is happening later this evening. um, youth gatherings these important moments where there's smaller numbers and we can get to know each other a little bit more right now we cannot meet in each other's homes and I know that's hard but we, we can still connect in the week and, and that still looks like doing that online but in that capacity we can get to know one another better and encourage one another in the Lord, join that connection so the big, the small, but also the smaller. You know, Jesus had his 72 that he regularly connected with and the 12, but then also the three who he would take alongside, three to really disclose his heart with, to really be known in a new way of vulnerability, to, to spur them on in chasing after God. I, I know I need those friendships, those three. Just gr- smaller groups where I can just disclose everything and have someone speak into my life. Actually, we've produced the Pause Discipleship Booklet at Oasis to help us to structure how we can disciple one another intentionally in those smaller settings. And we'd encourage you to think about who could you connect with in that three? So being connected as part of the people of God has always involved regularly meeting. Secondly, it's involved commonality. We read in Acts 2 that... The believers had everything in common. What does that mean? Well, let's be clear first on what it does not mean. It does not mean that they all had exactly the same politics and personality types and preferences and perspectives. Now, what it meant was their union to Christ meant that they could hold all of those differences and still love radically and share generously and enjoy each other as family. They could seek to hear one another and understand one another and encourage one another and challenge one another and provide for one another. Yes, centred on the message about Christ, the apostles' teaching. But understanding that the message about Christ is to gather every tribe and every tongue, not to squeeze people into a narrow box so they sound and look the same, but to celebrate our diversity. I went for a walk the other week with someone who I love and respect very much, and we chatted about big and important issues, and we see things very differently. We, we disagree. But actually, it was so good to learn to understand a different perspective, to try and see the world as this person does at the same time as knowing we really love one another. We're really committed to sharing life together. We can call each other brother. It's so important. It's so important because right now there is so much hostility. We know that. It's been all over our news feeds. Inflammatory rhetoric is everywhere. If someone sees the world differently to you, it's like you have to quickly pick up stones to throw at them or to caricature them in an unfair way. So to exist securely within community at the moment, it feels like... You have to have a community full of strictly like-minded people and exclude everyone else. Not so in the people of God. That's not the kind of connection that exists amongst those who have been drawn together in Christ. The church is not an echo chamber. The church is not full of people who all look the same and think the same and feel the same and vote the same. It never was. Jews from every nation under heaven heard Peter during that first sermon as the church was brought into birth. And pretty soon Gentiles were added in too. And those groups saw the world so differently. Both of them needed to change to embrace the way of Christ. And it would be messy. One of the predominant themes that keeps coming through in all of the apostolic letters is unity between different people groups possible only because of Christ. And so it's not uniformity, it's not conformity, it's diversity and brilliance and servanthood and sacrificial love that comes from a God who draws together one new humankind in him. Thirdly, being connected means connection in generosity. We read... They gave to anyone as he had need. One person's need didn't trump another person's need. Freely received from the Lord, so freely able to give. Now we know from the rest of the book of Acts and the other letters that the believers didn't sell absolutely everything. They didn't live in communes. They had homes to live in and they opened up those homes for people to gather in. But they did give generously according to their resources. And some had big resources and some had little resources. And they received gratefully according to their need. And some had big need and some had little need. And this flows from the family principle. We've been brought together into the family of Christ. And in a family, resources are shared where need is found. You know, sometimes when I'm about to go out somewhere, I'll talk about driving in my car and very often uh, one of my three daughters, normally Anna, my middle daughter, will say, Daddy, it's not your car, it's our car. Um, To which I will sometimes say, yes, but I paid for it. And she'll say, Daddy, that doesn't matter, it's our car. Uh, But of course that works both ways, it's not her chocolate, it's our chocolate. But actually, She's really onto to something. You know, at the moment, it's not possible for us to open up our homes to each other as much as we love to do that. But we can still embrace that kind of generous love that comes from being a family who really sees the needs of others within the family. And it's not out of compulsion. No one has to do anything. It's about love being expressed in generosity. And over recent months, Oasis, we have heard so many stories of this kind of thing happening throughout our community. Meals being provided, people clubbing together to meet a particular need, gifts being given, acts of service. People are honestly sharing needs and vulnerabilities and anxieties and fears, and it's beautiful, and it's connection, and it's the way of Jesus. It's the church. Let's keep on loving one another generously Maybe, maybe it would be good just to think, each week, who could I text something encouraging in order to be generous with my thinking of them and encouraging them? Maybe sending a card to communicate value. Maybe if you hear of someone who has a need and they're struggling to meet that, ask, have I got a role to play? Are there any resources that I can add in? Maybe buying a takeaway for someone who's stressed out. Being... Connected means generosity. Fourthly, people connected in celebration. Connection in the early church looked like celebration. It says they had glad and sincere hearts praising God. Now, One of the expressions of our connection as a people who belong to Jesus is that we're to be a people of joy. Do you remember Simon Holly's message to us a few weeks ago? There's always cause for celebration because we always have Jesus, even in the hardest of times. But also it's about sharing the simple pleasures in life. The early church regularly met to eat together, where they broke bread in each other's homes is mentioned the second time. That phrase broke bread is probably just a colloquialism for they, they ate together regularly. And and we love doing that in Oasis. Normally, it's picnics and it's bring and share lunches. And again, those things aren't possible right now. But there are creative ways to still be able to share the simple pleasures of life. I I so enjoyed hearing from Janet Fox last week. And one of the things that she shared, I don't know if you picked it up, was that during lockdown, Janet has um, been cooking a particular meal in her kitchen while friends of hers... Believers have been cooking a particular meal in their own home, in their kitchens, and then they would come together and eat that meal over Zoom, so they'd have like a virtual meal together in their own kitchens, but connecting. I thought that was wonderful, that, wow, we could definitely do something like that. And and, and actually, Becca and I have done that with friends since. Praising God, the people were. Praising God, sharing life together. It's so important we have context, we're able to encourage one another and have fun. We, we met as a small group just a few days ago on Thursday again this week, and it was hilarious. It was a bit like watching Alice and, 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 and crew do their stuff. I mean, it was just fun. Um, but we, we had laughter, we had jokes, but there were also tears as people were expressing their anxieties, as people were expressing their fears about things that were going on, and there was encouragement as we spoke the gospel over one another. So important to have those moments of connection. A people of joy that can celebrate hope in the midst of trial. Fifthly, being connected meant being connected for others. It says in that passage in Acts that the people who are enjoying the favour of all the people, actually, generosity that comes from living connected united in Christ, spills out to others around us so that we're able to pass on that generosity. And we can do more together than we can apart. So what it looks like for us as Oasis Church is the Bridge Project, for example. I want to honour John Smith, who has been leading the Bridge Project for decades now and does so wonderfully as we seek to journey with people who are recovering from addiction so that they might flourish in life again. We've partnered with the Caris Neighbourhood Scheme over recent weeks as we've been trying to connect with people who are lonely and elderly in their homes. Uh, We've been able to add in to the Catalyst offering, meeting needs of brothers and sisters in different nations who've got different needs to us, but we have resources that can be added in. It's wonderful It's wonderful to get to do that. And that's not to mention so many of you who are adding into your neighbourhoods and your schools and your workplaces, seeking to be a blessing, blessed to be a blessing. Connection enables us to do that as the people of God. And of course, we've got good news to share. And the final point about a people that's connected is that we're connected for growth. Because we read that in the early church the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved notice it is the Lord's work to save our role is simply the joy of welcoming in those who the Lord is drawing to himself do you know 2020 in Oasis church we have conservatively had over 25 guests on alpha courses and it's been wonderful We started our latest Alpha in the week on Wednesday night, and it's just so good to share the news about Jesus. It is good, happy news to share the news of our God who loves us and came for us and bound himself to us. We've got good news to share. And maybe you're thinking, oh, I didn't know Alpha had started yet. It's not too late to join in. You can find the details by going onto our website, www.theoasischurch.com. Explore more of the good news about Jesus. Bring your friends along. Hear who he is and what it means to be united to him and united to one another in him. Connection in the church looks like regularly meeting, embracing diversity in the common life, living generously, sharing joy, blessing those outside of ourselves, adding in others. It is not always easy. But throughout the history of the church, staying connected has often not been easy. That's why in Hebrews 12, 25, the writer says, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. Particularly now, sometimes it will feel like real effort to keep connected. It's so important that we do. It's part of who we are. So let's just think very briefly as we finish now about some practical steps to help us to connect in. They're going to come up on your screen. Here's one of them. Choose to turn up. For the big setting for a Sunday, maybe like us, there needs to be a routine, an intentionality to get yourself ready to be Zooming in or connecting in online. And be kind to yourself. It doesn't mean you have to force yourself to to join in for every single part of the service. For some people, actually, all they can manage is fortnightly rather than weekly. That's okay, but choose to turn up. Choose to be known and to know others. That's the small setting. Perhaps you're not part of a small group and you'd like to be. The the, the email address for how you can get connected is on your screens now. There's daily devotions that happen each, each day during the week. Come to those. There's smaller sessions where you can get known a bit better thirdly ask yourself who can you regularly be connecting with at the moment maybe two or three people to spur one another on in following jesus we'd love to make available to you the pause discipleship booklet to help to bring some structure to that as, as we encourage one another to follow jesus through this time fourthly let's embrace difference let's not caricature crush or be cynical Maybe over the next fortnight, think about who you could go for a walk with, just one person from two different households, um, who maybe sees things very differently to you and you can just have a conversation about that with a posture of seeking to learn and understand. Fifthly, search out the joy in the present everyday life and share it. Maybe there's photos that you could take of an autumn scene that you can share with someone to just encourage them. Fifthly, keep a note of what you miss about not being able to be physically together. It will enhance your gratitude when the time comes that we can be, and the time will come when we can be. And then finally, think, regularly ask yourself, who can I be connecting in to Oasis at the moment? Maybe through an Alpha course, maybe through small groups. There's always room in the family for more. It's been wonderful to be together. Why don't I pray as we close? Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you call us to be your people. Join to Christ and join together. We want to embrace that unity. Find creative ways to stay connected, knowing that you are Lord and in you we are secure. In Jesus' name.